Welcome to the Eastwood Experience with Clement Eastwood. This is the show where he shares his truth and sits down with top creators to bring value and actionable insights to creatives that aim to help artists live their dreams and passions. Now, here's your host, Clement Eastwood. I'm glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, a very good afternoon to you too. Good afternoon to you too, my bad. Um, I've always wanted to have you on, the, on this show, you know, because um, I've been seeing your images as a photographer, I like to watch images of other creators also. So, um, I've loved your images, I've interacted with you, and um, we've come to a point where we are together in one room right now, where I would like us to share what we've learned throughout this journey, all right, and what, how we started, where we are going, where we want to be, all right, so, um, but first of all, I'd like you to tell me and then the people listening about yourself, one, okay. and then tell us your story, how you started out, where you started from, um, and where you want to go. Okay. So before I start, uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for having me on the podcast. Amazing. It has been long overdue. I think you've been having this for a very, very long time. For almost a year. Almost a year. Almost a year. Finally made it today. So, yeah. yeah. So, yes. So, who is Nana Sumini? So, yeah. Nana Sumini is uh, an individual. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Nana Sumini is... How will I describe myself? Um, someone who's inspired by his environment. Okay. Someone who lives each day at a time, takes each day at a time. Uh, someone who wants to learn, who's okay. always willing to learn, open to learn. So yeah, that basically sums me up as an individual. Yeah. I mean, aside other personal things like uh, a sport Chelsea, current champions of Europe. And, uh, <laughs> I support Chelsea too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's it, that's it. And aside that, yeah. So my photography journey, yeah. it's quite long, but I try and sum it up. Okay. So, um, I started taking pictures in my early teens, so I didn't have a camera or phone or whatever. But then my mom had this HTC phone, so anytime she lives, she leaves it on charge. I just want to take it, and I'm taking pictures of the environment myself. Yeah, then sometimes I forget to delete them. Then she comes across them. She's like, the pictures are quite unique. She used to see, and I'm like. I don't see anything like different about my pictures. Yeah. But then I, I joined Facebook quite early. I joined Facebook like 2008. Wow. <laughs> I joined Facebook around, um, let me see, 2013. Yeah, I, joined, I joined oh. Facebook a very long time ago. I've been, I've, I've, I'm literally an internet baby. So, okay. Yeah. okay. So I joined Facebook around that time and I'll be putting my works out. Like, I just post pictures. Aside normal pictures, I'll yeah. put some of these pictures I take on. Like my mom's food. And people be like, oh, pictures are unique, your pictures are nice, how do you take them? Yeah. And then I didn't see anything interesting about them. But then I was just still taking. So I think when I went to JHS, when I was in JHS, I was that guy who normally when he sent me, like, he's taking pictures, he's sending me to go and do collage, yeah. write something on it. Photograph stuff. Yeah, exactly. I was that guy, then you write, do some produce, some emoji on it. Yeah. I was that yeah. guy that most people just send their pictures to me. So, yeah. I was still taking pictures of my mom's phone. But I think, was it JHS1, JHS2? I was first because my mom was like, oh, since you like um, um, 
photography. Yeah, let me buy one of these point and shoot cameras. It was a Canon point and shoot camera. Oh wow. So I traveled to my grandfather's place. When I came back, she had already bought it. So I'm like, oh wow, I can just use this around. See? Anytime you bring this to school event or anything, I just take it and take pictures of my friends. Yeah, I just had it around me. And I had self timer too. So sometimes when oh. no, nobody's at home, I just put self timer on. I'll go and post something. <laughs> you know, you know, you know those things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when, like, I started developing more. Then I started put. I was still putting it on like Facebook. Yeah. But then, I after some time, I left because of high school. Like, I went to boarding schools. I was in the sec. Yeah. Then. Because of boarding school, you are mostly in boarding house, so you don't have the time to come, you can't use equipment whatsoever. So, I think, although in some regard that restricted me, it also presented me with a new opportunity because I did meet a lot of people, or a group of people who were very, I would say, ahead of their time creatively. Oh. That's why I stay here in terms of like creative direction, art direction, never heard of those things before. Oh. Yeah. And like if like these guys like things that people are doing now are things that we used to talk about in like we like we're still in classrooms and percent someone block gym block mm-hmm. for those who are familiar with percent yeah so then I think um, I think in SS, SHS two we found this thing like a blog it was called we called it noisy one it's very weird randomly okay. so we we're like writing blogs about like new places um, about. Creatives like poetry, photography, it was just like a whole, wanted to be like a whole community. Okay. I think the first place we wrote about was um, this place. It's at um, Stanbeck Heights. Oh, I've forgotten the name. It's a very popular place. Coco. Coco Lodge. Yeah, is that, is that the name? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think it had just opened. Okay. And we were like one of the first people to go there. So we wrote a blog about this. So yeah. yeah. So through that, we developed by then after, when we finished high school, this band that some traveled outside the country, so went to different universities. So that was, um, I think, that was the end of that. But then I gained a lot of knowledge from like being in that circle of friends. And then, so in 2016, I was like, oh, I'm like still taking pictures. But at that time, yeah. I have some ASUS phone. I didn't even know at that time ASUS were even doing phones. I thought it was only laptops. So because my that ATC I used, I was using back then. My mom handed it over to me, and it got stolen. One day, I was going to sign. Um, university forms or somebody who okay. stole in Anima. Wow. So Anima. that's how I <laughs> that's how I ended up getting the um, the Asus phone. It was yeah. my dad's first phone. So that phone was like, I mean, it's not the best one. Just like, true, true. <laughs> so um, 2016, I entered to a university. Ashes. I was like, okay, let me like, I wanted like a new phone because the Asus phone was already acting up. Yeah. Then I got an iPhone 6. So when I got, I went to my friends, like the group of friends I was with. Should I get iPhone 6? So like, I'll start taking good pictures too. And they were like, oh, we all said the same thing. I don't even use it for you. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, I'll prove you guys wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I started taking pictures. And but by that time, I moved more. I wasn't really using my Facebook. I moved to this app if you are familiar with Visco. Visco, yeah. yeah. That's what I was putting on because this school, like the content I was seeing there, was very different from what I was used to see photographically, and it really inspired me. So I was mostly there, I was putting content, I was editing because I had these very different filters that were filters yeah. for the grading. So I just put my work there. So 2018, late 2018, and I was like, nah, I have to take this thing serious because it looks like something I'm quite good at, okay. but not like. At that time, I didn't make it like, okay, that's a career path I want to go to, but like something I should maybe put more 
emphasis or interest or effort in it. So I started taking like pictures more, but like then I was putting more conscious effort in it. Then I got to Lightroom. Then I started editing Lightroom. Yeah, like, then, then I was like, okay, <laughs> this pictures don't look bad. I mean, I'm quite active on social media. Mm-hmm. So then, that time I was very active on like Instagram and Twitter. I reduced my amount of time I was on Facebook. That's 2018. 2018. Okay. So I was like, okay, let me just put it on Twitter. But I mean, I mean, I have some amount of audience there, but although it's not big, I mean, I can still put my audience there, and that plays a very large piece too. I mean, Twitter and Instagram. So I started putting it there. So I, I had this thing. So the first picture I posted, I called it Human Series. I don't know what came over me. Human Series, I yeah. think I saw it. Yeah. So I put it out there, then it got it got some good amount of traction. And even people on campus, like you see, like, oh, we saw that picture. Oh, it really be hard, like the those things, right? Like, okay, then let me continue. So like when I see my friends, uh, my friends are like take a picture. So we took, uh, I think the second installment of uh, that picture was like, one of my just she's called a Tima. And that picture blew up because it was a picture. She was holding her glasses, but then she, she could appear. She appeared in both yeah, yeah, the lenses. Yeah. The lenses. That's right. It wasn't any photo manipulation. It was just how it came out. I really touched your Photoshop. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't touch that. I think wow. the only thing I did was just really a bit physical. Oh, wow, that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. So that picture blew up. I think right now it has over like a thousand likes on Twitter. So it blew up, gained a lot of traction. Yeah, people more people on campus like, yeah, like Charlie be hard, like yeah, pictures are really good. Then I think one time, I think the third one or something, I took it was a couple of friends I took pictures and I don't know if you are familiar with this photographer, uh, Joshua Kisi. Joshua Kisi, yes. Yeah. yes. So he retweeted that was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, then I'm, I'm doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was there then um, I don't know if you know gospel. He's a cinematographer. Well, I think so, yeah. yeah. Worked on Beyonce's and Shatawale's album, yeah. yeah. Top guy. So I was there and he um, he texted, I think he just added me to the Ashesi Photography Club. Okay. The WhatsApp group. And he, I think he made a comment that uh, you can't be like this talented and maybe in the group. Wow. So that's when I think he fully started. And I started going for meetings, okay. I started going for like workshops and all those things. So I think that is where it took off. So yeah, I think that's like the basic summary. I mean, I took out some meeting pieces, but I think that's just generally how it is. Alright, so um, you have told me about yourself and how you got started, right? Um, and then I like the part where you said, um, Joshua, Joshua Kisi retweeted your work and then, um, what is it called? Gospel. Gospel was also your work. Um, gospel, gospel was in Ashesi. It was Ashesi, okay. So he saw your work and he, he met you. you yeah, met I mean, on campus and also, okay. I didn't meet him at Alright, so, I would like you to talk about the importance of sharing your work. If you had ordered your work, Joshua Kisi wouldn't have seen it. Um, gospel might also not have seen it or something. So, what is the importance of the artist not holding his work um, to uh, him sharing his work freely on the internet? I feel like the internet is like the biggest marketing platform we have, which is easily available to anybody who has any amount of data to go online. Yeah. So, I feel like you should you should not hold your work. You should put your work out as much as you can. It, let's say there are artists who are mm-hmm. 
who are battling insecurity, mm -hmm. they are going through a lot of stress. They don't put their work out there because they are afraid of judgment, especially when they are starting out fresh. From what you said, I believe you have um, you've been shooting for quite a while. Um, since you were a kid, HTC, um, ASOS, and then a point and shoot camera, and then um, an iPhone. I think we see uh, maybe you have built your confidence for some time. How about the artist who is just starting out with maybe a point and shoot, but then is afraid of the market, is afraid of the internet? What should the artist do? I feel like uh, uh, you have to come, you have to come to the point where you have to realize that, um, regardless of in life, in general in life, whatever you do, somebody is going to judge you, whether positive or negative. So you have to look at it and see that. Um, uh, are you still going to base yourself based on what people are saying about you? Are you just going to solely base your craft? Because I mean, we learn, we learn things, and I mean, when you put your work out there. I mean, it's not always that you get somebody saying that um, your work is beautiful, your work is nice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do need that negative criticism just for you to sit back and look at what you're doing. I mean, this one, when everybody likes you or everybody likes your work, I, mean, I feel like there's a problem. Uh -huh. Nobody can just like your work because I feel like you're doing something wrong. Exactly. So, uh, it, it, I feel like um, the only way, personally, because I'm a very reserved person, I do understand that point, mm -hmm. and I feel like you don't want to, like, Put yourself out there just like insecurity yes. but the only way you can overcome that is by actually doing it by actually putting your work out there mm -hmm. yeah and just not seeing it i mean sometimes you get discouraged and you see some things but i mean people also like to see like you overcoming those things and keep doing what you're doing and it also helps you with your personal view sure. so i feel like the only way personally you can do that is by still just doing it it's like nike's slogan just do it just do it yeah, yeah. I think putting your work out there in the world is um, it's a dangerous thing. Very dangerous. Because, I mean, you are no longer in a classroom where you are just going to be judged by a teacher. Yeah. But then you have more than a million strangers who are going to look at your work. Yeah. And then somebody might just flat out say, this is bad. Yeah. It might break you, but then I believe the artist or the person who is starting out should just keep sharing keep posting, keep putting out content, bad or good. So no matter what he thinks, um, whether he holds value or not, what matters is that he's putting his work yeah. out there. Because I believe um, the internet is there. It's one of the greatest blessings we have in the 21st century. I mean, when we go back to about five centuries from today or 10 centuries, there was nothing like the internet. So I think it's, it's a great thing. The internet is the market today and people ought to use the internet for their benefit. So and then I like I like that um, because of your interaction with the gospel guy, um, you were able to join a community in school. You know, it's also important because you shared your way, because you put yourself out there. In an insecure world, you've been able to interact with um, some other photographers or artists. Um, how long have you been shooting with a phone? So, uh, if I'm taking my earlier years out of it, uh, mm -hmm. about five years. Five years? Yeah. Okay. So, 2016. That's when, like, when I got my set, like I said earlier, then I started shooting again. So, yeah, 
five years, give or take year. Five years. Five years. And how has it been like shooting with a phone different for HTC to ASOS and then iPhone 6? So in 2018, I moved, I bought an iPhone 10. That's the iPhone 10, okay. So yeah, it's, it's, it has been a very interesting uh, experience because um, it's, it's, it presents you with a, a very different perspective. And it, it actually gives you, um, you see here in Ghana, I mean, one thing that I find it's like easier to use a phone for me. You see, one thing in Ghana, there's always that thing where you go to a location, there's, there's somebody who, who are pops up from nowhere wants to get keep and all those things. Exactly. When you see a camera, there are no cameras here. You want to pay what more? Yeah. A phone doesn't gives me that room to just go past that. Yeah. So I have that more freedom to shoot. I think that's an advantage. Really. Yeah, yeah, an advantage I was saying. Yeah. So it gives me more freedom to shoot and yeah. Also, um, also makes me value maybe my phone more in the sense that like. This little tool that um, I have in my hand can create these images because yeah. I always get people uh, hitting me up like, "Are you sure you use a phone?" Like yeah. people, yeah. people outrightly doubt me, doubt that I use a phone. So it also gives me like it shows I'm trying to present that perspective that you can also do this with your phone because yeah. I mean I didn't really have the financial capabilities to get a camera, yeah. so that's why I start with the phone. Mm-hmm. And I mean it has also it, it, it has given me like a very unique way of expressing myself which maybe if i started off with a camera i might not have been able to get to that line yeah. Yeah. but right now that i've built myself i've built my way of expressing myself right now regardless of the two i even have i can still express myself yeah. but they are, they are it comes with its own challenges it i mean does, yeah does. if you if you live in a place like ghana where i mean maybe the, like the culture of valuing arts might not be made in the same way you the artist want people to view it. It can be difficult because when I because I shoot the phone and I have done some amount of professional work with the phone. So then you go on set people are like ah ah they shoot classic phone and yeah. I can shoot with my phone and it's like that's where like sometimes self doubt that's creeping right? like they, people blatantly just like just tell you that oh like they are looking down on you. Yeah. And for me so first it used to get to me but then I just like like look overlook it and just push on. But right now, I just tell myself that if you come and give me that response, I'll just be fine. Then if your phone can do it, then why don't you just do it yourself? Exactly. Yeah. So that means I'm doing something unique or something different that exactly. made you maybe see my work or appreciate that oh, this guy's work is hard. So yeah. But it is challenging. Even for those who are even in the professional uh, photography world, it is challenging for them already in such a setting here in Ghana. So you can imagine someone who just uses a phone who's trying to break into that uh, ecosystem. It's it's it does it does get challenging. It comes with challenges every day, but do you think um I know there are challenges, there are challenges in this country Mm -hmm. where the artist can make a substantial living from his art. Yeah. I mean but then thank God for the internet. I, I say this always, thank God for the internet because um Ghana is no longer just the market, you know. Because of the internet, we can. I think the market is open now. Yeah. Do good enough work. You don't have to be the best. Do good enough work and then sell on the internet. You know. I think with that way, we can uh, broaden our wings to different parts of the world where we can sell. But then again, what we do see is that 
Ghanaians have some value for art, but then they don't want to purchase it at that price. Uh, uh, what do you think? All right, what do you think um, would make Ghanaians want to purchase art at its um, initial, uh, initial price? Hmm. That's, that's a very, very good question. Uh, for me, mm -hmm. right now, how things are, it's like sometimes you just need to get an external person to show that value or show that appreciation of your art before maybe Ghanaians will put, maybe will try and value you in that same regard. So that's why I mostly find a lot of arts, artists, creative, looking for foreign, um, foreign... Do I use donors? No, I don't use the word foreign... I forgot the word. That's like, <laughs> like confirmation from, not, not the word like, the word has escaped. Yeah, they're, like, yeah. they're looking for like foreigners to appreciate the art more than maybe even here. Which is fine because there's only one standard, like I always say, there's only one standard, which is international standard. Yes. But I mean, if something you did at home, home support to propel you into the international exactly. Exactly. But then there's not that home support. So I feel like the only way where people appreciate art that they are not used to here in Ghana is for like foreigners to appreciate it first or people outside the country to appreciate it first before they also try and place that value then you can see it in the music scene you can see it in the photography scene you can see it in the art scene so yeah so although it's quite unfortunate that's how it is now yes. you have to get that foreign uh, that, that foreign uh, base or foreign people to appreciate yeah. more uh, of like a foreign support yes to appreciate yeah. that art before maybe Ghanaians will also be seen like, oh no you're doing something right yes, you're doing something right yeah. <laughs> so um let's go back to the phone mm -hmm. phone photography stuff. Um starting out, alright, starting out I was using this Motorola. Yeah. I don't remember the model. Mm. Motorola. Um and I've, I've never seen any Motorola phone with a good camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they do that, but good phones, but they're bad cameras. I I was using this camera for some time, this phone for some time too. Just take mostly landscapes. Mm. I wasn't really interested in portraits at the time because I mean taking portraits of that person would look very ugly. Yeah. Because I mean the camera quality is bad. So taking the whole scene was quite nice. The colors popped out and all. And then using the phone gave me this edge, I should say. Um so I think um having interest in photography at the time. Yeah. I started using what I had. Yeah. All right. What I had, and then people should not um, depend solely on wanting to have the latest equipment. I always like to use this scenario. Um, every child likes to think their parents are the best cook in the world. All right. My mom can make the best meal. My dad can whatever work hard and pay the school fees. I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, the kid has. Um, <clears throat> The kid has the the mom who has what's it called? What do they make soups in? A, like a pot, a pot, a saucepan, whatever. Um, whether it's old or new, the cooking of the parent does not change. Yeah. You get that. So um, what what I'm trying to say is that I want you to tell your side of the story of how important it is to use what you have. When you begin, yeah. I mean, the thing is that I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Okay. Um, 
And one thing that stood out, I think you were saying, it was about filmmaking and the struggle, the hustle, and the grind. Basically about creative industry. And I mean, when you start, you're not going to have anything at your disposal. If you do have anything at your disposal, I mean, that's like plus, plus, plus. Yeah. But definitely, even with that, regards to that, you're not going to have something still at your disposal. And you only get through that too when you have like, uh, you built yourself over time. So, and even if you want to work and gain that recognition, you want to gain that, uh, that job that's going to give you the next big, like, maybe a check or like, that anything that you're going to do, anything, any, if you want to step up in life, you have to start from somewhere. Yes. So, I believe for any budding creative, or don't even start, just start where you are. Because the best thing is what you have. Like, yeah. people see the best camera is also your hearts. Yeah. yeah. So just that. And even what will even surprise you that, what will even surprise you is that even the people at the top, right, regardless of which industry, are not looking for finished products. They're not looking for fine-tuned products. They're looking for something, something, something very minute that you might not even, like, take into consideration because maybe you're just doing it, you're just building yourself up. But it's just, they see work. So it's, it's like, it's like you're building your catalog over time. Yeah. But then as time goes on, you learn new things and you improve. Yeah. You're not going to just have it all like when you wake up one morning and like boom. Like you're the best or you're the best best color grade or the best whatnot. Yeah. It's not it's not one day. You learn from experience and funny or that's how life is structured. You yeah. learn things as you experience them and as you go on in life. So I just feel like start where you have. It might not be the best and you might be looking at other prospects. Why doesn't my work this way? My work doesn't my work um, um, should look the particular why doesn't look and you feel yeah. down. But just keep on doing it. Like the podcast I listened to yesterday, somebody got a gig for a music video and got a gig for to direct a music video from videos he shot of his friend dancing with his phone. Wow. And he got through that. Wow. The person he said how he got the, the gig was that he saw the person who gave him the gig saw asked him the ah, did it this year, so you know, like, yeah. And he wasn't really had the quality of the phone that dance, he just saw how the person did it, and we're like, nah, I want your mindset. I'm gonna start. So, it's just something, it's just something small that people are looking at that will just spark an interest for them to take a bet on you. Mm-hmm. It's not, they don't need, like, I mean, if you have all the equipment, that's fine, but you don't need everything. And, like, how right now, we're in the technology age. Like every day, there's a new update or something. Exactly. You can't keep up. I mean, the new yeah. iPhone is going to come yeah. very soon. So. And the 12 came on, like, what, last year or something. Yeah. I feel like the 12 is going to come soon. Or well, it's 12 came, like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't yeah. follow that. So we are going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can't keep up. Okay. You can't keep up. Yeah, you you understand? Can. When I got my, my phone, that was a 10 I'm using. It was a, it was, that's where the time I had come from. Yeah. Now, how many editions have come? There's an XR, there's an XS, there's an 11, there's a 12. Oh, there's an XX. XR or something, I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, so you can't keep up with technology. There's always well, going to be a new update. Yeah. So it's just about building your, your experience, building yeah. your skill, so that anywhere you can be, even if you don't have the best of equipment, you don't have the best of resources, you don't have the best of human resources, you don't have the best of anything, you can still give off your best or give off that same quality. Yeah. Same quality, not in the sense of maybe that. Uh, Tools like you know, that same quality that you bring on board or your touch. Yeah, I so, think yeah. artists do like to um, artists do like to compare themselves, especially when they are starting up. Mm. They like to compare themselves to um, people who are far ahead. Yeah. All right, I like to 
being a Christian, I like to see this in regards to um, salvation and sanctification. All right. Um, people, when I'm saved today, mm. all right, my sanctification or my level of holiness mm. is not going to be like a person who has been saved for 10 years. Mm. I just got saved today. Yeah. I can't be like that person. So it's the same thing with um, photography or anything in the art industry. When you start today, the person who has been in the game for more than five years, ten years, six years, the person knows more than you, the person has more knowledge than you, the person has learned throughout the years, and the person can um, make content you cannot make. So I think people should just stop comparing themselves to people or to the works they see out there. Yes, it's good to, I mean, like sometimes side by side, you, maybe you're learning from somebody, you, um, you look at what they make as you look at what they make you also look at what you do and then try to compare that just compare your work but then don't compare like your self-worth to that person yeah, there's nothing wrong with stealing from someone exactly <laughs> you know but then don't just compare your whole being to another person then i mean you're going to get anxious you're going to get depressed and then it's going to affect you yeah. fully. so um about copying about comparing let's talk about that a bit mm. um how should the artist copy? How should a beginner copy another person? I mean, there are no original artists. There are lots of people who are saying yeah. they are original artists. Um, I even started out that way. I, I said I was original. I'm not going to copy from anyone. And I hey, Omiya Uji. Oh, yesterday you were, what did I say? It got to a point where like, I had no ideas. So mm-hmm. I just had to look at the works of other people to just kind of some people call it inspiration or whatever I, I just had to look look at the works of other people to just try to draw some things from them some ideas so in your opinion from your perspective how do you think we can copy in a healthy manner yeah what before i, I steal this like stealing is good like copy all the time 100 you know, yeah. percent. i mean Charlie, <laughs> you can always copy i always, I always copy I always yeah. but then again how do you copy in such a way that you can you can make it your own or related to your environment to exactly. where there's the problem exactly. if you copy blindly and just copy everything it doesn't um, it doesn't have that how do i call it? how do i put it if you copy blindly it's just like uh-huh it's just like citation like yeah. you're citing a work you can you might as well just cite the person mm-hmm. but then in academic um, in the academics you, you always cite somebody yeah. But I mean, when you wear down, you cite the person, and then, but it's still your, it's still your, your work. Your work yeah. So how you fine tune it? Because you're just citing just to get, like you said, inspiration or knowledge from yeah. somewhere. Then you're just going to also compare it or like mix it into your work. So for me, um, I like to do a lot of several works or like works that are like, a bit abstract, yeah. not so abstract, but a bit abstract. But then, so I go and look for inspiration. But then again, I, when I see something, I'm like, oh, this this work is good. Sometimes the works I put out there are, are exactly not the works yeah. like I got inspiration for. Exactly. But then it should, I feel like work should spark something in But it shouldn't just go and copy blindly. So it should it should spark something in you for you to say, okay, this is something very interesting. Yeah. What if I do it in this way? Then you start. It's not, it's not going to be perfect. Sometimes, like, people... One way, when I started out, one way is that sometimes I, I used to try and copy exactly what they are doing. Then it doesn't work out. Then I sit back and I 
Shit, I'm confused. But it's not bad. It actually uh-huh. looks different. Like very different. Yeah, I can make it my own style. Yeah. Like I understand. So I feel like you shouldn't you shouldn't make it uh, a habit of like trying to copy exactly what, exactly they're, doing. what they're doing. Yeah, it should it should have you yourself should know things that inspire you. You yourself should know what makes up. Like you yourself should know when you look at the final work. Yeah. Uh, like you should you should you should be proud of it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, just just still, okay. but still, still wisely. Yeah, I think um, there was I was reading um, this book by um, Jeff Goins. Mm-hmm. The title is Real Artists Don't Style, and then um, he had he wrote something. Mm. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Right. Um, okay, he says um, during the Renaissance. Yeah. Apprentices were taught to copy their masters so precisely that the copies were indistinguishable when compared. Mm. Being able to reproduce an earlier work was not something to be ashamed of. Mm. It was a point of pride. It was a sign of ability, not duplicity. Mm. Right? I think um, people look down on copying so much that the only time I'll, I'll look down copying is when you're copying in an exam hall. <laughs> <laughs> That's morally not right. But then, um, apart from that, we are we all copy. We are. Well, what's the best is taking inspiration. Best <laughs> <laughs> inspiration. You're the Charlie, man. You are So like, people shouldn't look down on copying. People mm. should copy. I mean, um, there was one time where I copied this guy, Kobe Martin. He's a painter in the UK. Okay. He, he had a picture of, uh, I think, uh, there was this, he made an image, he made a painting of one guy with a Bible on his face. Okay. All right. And he titled it, What My Eyes Have Seen or something. I think I've seen a picture of you. Of yes. Like that. So I tried duplicating the same thing. I tried copying the exact same thing, but then, I mean, he's a painter, yeah. I'm a photographer, these are two mediums, yeah. they are different mediums, so I tried recreating what he had done in um, photography, yeah. though he's a painter, you know, and then I did that with another work of his where I think he quoted it from the book of Psalms, where there were some doves around the person, I made a silhouette of that and then man- manipulated some doves inside and then it worked. You know, so sometimes we, we might get locked. If people try to pursue originality, which does not exist, mm-hmm. all right, even Da Vinci had to learn from somebody, you know. Um, if people try to pursue originality, they are going to choke at a point. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is something that is going to drain all of the energy. It might even kill you, literally. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, so we've talked about copying, um, why you started out. So now today, you are you are a student still, uh, or you have you I, are I, done? Academically, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've not graduated yes. yet. Okay, so academically, you are done with school. So um, you've been shooting throughout um, your school period. Yes. Amazing. So. Um, I believe there are people who are also in this situation who can't find, who can't seem to find a balance. Mm. Whether mixing photography, maybe bakery with school, um, their part-time job with school. How did you do it? How did you mix it up? Well, 
I'm, because I'm not sure I could do it at that time if I was in school. Uh, it wasn't easy because I also did electrical engineering. Too. Wow. So, um, how, how did I even do it? So, it's just about um, scheduling and time management, I should say. I mean, I'm not the best person regards to time management in some areas, but I mean, just knowing what to do at Doing what you have to do as a particular point and also do some space because so for me, if I knew I used to shoot mostly during the weekends in okay. school. And so that and and I during the weekends you had no class. Yeah, no class. Because okay. the way I should structure, you have just have class Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. So weekends you are free, like any normal like maybe school or something. So um uh, I used to um, if there's any assignment, any work due, mm-hmm. um like over the weekend because most most of will do over the weekend okay so i'll just um i try and do the work maybe during the weekend i have time it's not a time though because there are sometimes like there are a lot of times i used to do <laughs> like work till like 11 59 that's oh. when submission time was oh. but then if i could do the work i'll just do it and then like just like take my hands off it so that i can have time to shoot and the thing was that because of where school was, although technically it's not Brekusu, Brekusu is more like Eastern region. Okay. Like, but there's Abinia. So you can come to Accra not easily. The road network was the first paper. Yeah. So it does take a, a lot of effort. So mm-hmm. when I know I was coming to Accra to come and do a shoot, like, I do I do prepare, like, if I have to do a couple of shoots, like, yeah, I just grab everything at that particular point and come and do it, and I just go back. Yeah. So, it wasn't it wasn't easy though, but I mean, you also have to know your work fully. How mm-hmm. regards to your academics, regards to getting to your job or your part time mm-hmm. business. So you just have to get a workflow that works for you. So for me, I found it with my creativity aspect. I just found something that like a, a, a method to the madness, I should say, something very quick, something that was streamlined for me to like. I couldn't spend so much time working on my creative as side. Yeah. So it was it was very something simple I found like me like shooting, editing, pack then I'm done. So it doesn't take a lot of time. It didn't take me a lot of time when I was working on like maybe works in school. Okay. So when I'm done I just edit back then it doesn't take me an hour and I'm done. So okay. I just found because I found a way to edit, I found what to do and like and that all that comes with experience. Yeah. Found where to look at, what not to look at, where to work on, what not. Yeah. And that comes, like I said, that comes to experience. So if you are able to build that as time goes on, um, you're able to streamline yourself and streamline and like have a very not structure because I mean I didn't really have a structure. Yeah. But like, like I said, find a method to the man. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk about preparation. You said so you prepared for your sessions. Um, how do you prepare? I mean, you use this phone. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Um, you don't have to carry a lot of um, luggage and all because I mean this is one of the advantages of using the phone. Yeah. Because everything is in your pocket. Yeah. You know. Maybe unless you want to use a reflector or something, mm-hmm. a big reflector. That's when you have to hold something. But then um apart from taking your phone with you, do you prepare maybe write down concepts? What what do you go through? How do you make images? This is funny because I hardly do that. Wow. wow. <laughs> I hardly do that. I think yeah. that is something I should inculcate, but like I said, my workplace is very simple. I'm a very simple person. Okay. So, um, mostly if um, I have, I see something I want to make, like I get inspiration from somewhere. Yeah. And mostly if I do get inspiration, I do get a person that I feel like will fit. 
maybe are, if the person is a friend, I contact regardless of friend, I just reach out to the person. Yeah. Then um, that's mostly for works like collabs and stuff. Then I reach out to the person. They need work on an outfit in front of location and that's it. First, first. That's it. <laughs> then we, <laughs> we set a date. We set a date then we, we, we do it. Then the rest is just me working on it. Mm-hmm. But then if it's more like uh, like maybe like commission work or like a shoe that somebody wants you know, something. Then you have to prepare for that. Done. Done. Very It's not really, it's not very detailed. Oh. It's just like, okay, let's see, because mostly right now my focus is like in the music scene. I, I do it sometimes. I just actually yeah, music, listen to it, yeah. just to get inspiration because I do also pick inspiration from music too. Exactly. When I get it, then okay, we work on clothing. Sometimes I do them in times where I've drawn a mood board, but it's very rare. Very rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then maybe I pick a song, I listen to the song, I should say. Then maybe pick an outfit. You listen outfit. to the song with the person you're shooting? No, I with. listen to it alone. You, okay. Then maybe I discuss with the person. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, Pick. Mostly, I also want you to be comfortable, so I also ask you questions. Okay. No, not personal, but like questions like about your creativity or whatever you need okay. to achieve. Okay. Then from there, I can just have a mental picture. Then I just cheat and do We can do this, we can do this, we can do that. Yeah. Then okay. Then that's it. Fine. Because I'm, I'm mostly, I'm bad. I don't write things. Down. Because if I write yeah. it down, I forget what I wrote it. Wow. Yeah. So, so I keep everything in my mind. That works. Yeah. It actually does work. It does not work for me. It's five percent of the time. Yeah. Fifteen percent. That fifteen percent there are days I do forget, but oh. not most of the time. But I mean, I always tweak it and find out. Oh, I like your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I do Man. that. If I do that. Then if I set a date, yeah, you should. Then just the rest is just up to you. Just do your own thing. Oh, then this the outcome just comes. If the person likes oh. it, then you move. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's how I actually work. Because just well, if I write, if you can't, I don't like a lot of work. Yeah. I don't say I'm lazy, I'm not, yeah. but I like simple things. Oh, I understand. There are people who, who like to write. I, I like to write my ideas, and I'm sure there are some artists who like to write. Oh, yeah. And I there are others too. who don't like to write, who just want to make bah, 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 like you said. But sometimes it's good to document. That exactly. We should exactly. document. But that's one thing I'm trying to work on now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just, that's, just a, that's how my workflow is right now. It's very, very simple. All right. So, um, would you say, Ele- electrical engineer. Yes. When you say electrical and electronics engineer. Electrical and electronics engineer. Okay. When you say the course you read in university uh, did have an impact in your photography, did it impact it? Did it impact your work um, as a photographer? Um, because I rarely see anything electronics in your work. <laughs> no. I feel like uh, it did. It does. Okay. Um, come to think of it right now. Um, I like light, so like playing light. around with light. Okay, okay. I think I saw one yeah. time with just yeah, there was, was a ring light. light. Yeah, ring light. Th- that was very very nice. Yeah. Like we played very around. Nice. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Now oh. if you can say that's an original idea, that's an original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I really like that. I really yeah. Like that. So, I mean, yeah, like I do like lights a lot, and I mean, light sky engineering, power light generation. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't to be the aspect of it but like, i do like lights a lot and how i'm fascinated by light yeah. and i want more of my works to be light based okay. moving forward um, so um. i think like that's maybe a little bit of my electrical engineer aspects coming yeah. too but then i would say there's many electrical engineer is diff- engineering it's different it's so very different from the, the creative. yeah they're like two different oh, wow. yeah 
<laughs> but they, I mean, they intertwine or interlock at some point. Yeah. But it's very rare. It's it's a nice it's a nice combination. Yeah, very I, very. I weird. think one time one guy said that um uh a photographer who has studied something else is a better photographer than a person who's just a photographer. You know, it's more like you are mixing two things together and then trying to create one thing. I don't know if you get it. Yeah, I do get it. Yeah, so it's more like putting two things together. All right, so um, before we end this talk, mm-hmm. I would like you to tell me, and then and everyone listening here, that um, what what impact would you want to leave leave um with the world mm. as a person or as an artist? What impact? Would you want to live with the world? Uh, it's actually quite simple. I just want people to understand that there are different perspectives to everything. Anything can be viewed from a different perspective, depending on where you are, what you are being influenced by. Mm-hmm. So I just want people to understand that, uh, like, have uh, should just break away from that narrow-mindedness of viewing things. Okay. So I just want people to also have a different way of expressing themselves. And they should also like feel like oh we can also express ourselves differently from what most people are doing. Okay. So, so um how are you trying to make this happen? Yeah, so I think mostly for my pictures, I think that's that's the only, that's the medium right now okay. for my pictures. That's why my pictures is really, might not be the conventional style. Even the method I use to take my pictures is not the conventional yeah. photography quote to quote. So I feel like I just that's what I'm presenting to people like yo you can don't don't limit yourself with maybe what you are used to or what you've been told but you should be able to you should know that there's different ways of presenting something different ways of doing something that also works okay. so that's that's basically it. I mean going moving on in life I mean I'm sure I'll learn more and maybe I'll, I'll gain more tools that also make me have this like game motives for me to, to express myself or to, or to have this impact that I'm seeing in a different way. Yeah. I mean that's still part of what I'm just yeah, again, um <laughs> wait um before we go there was I think you had a question right on yeah. Instagram. Yeah so I put up my Instagram questionnaire is, it, is that what is that what's called? I don't know what's called whatever it's called I mean <laughs> Yeah, I think the internet is a bit slow. But yeah, one question here says, mm-hmm. uh, it, say? it says, how can I be like you? Most? How can I be like you? Yeah, that's okay. me. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if you also have any other questions from you. No, I don't have any questions. Yeah. Uh, please don't be like me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unique in your own right. Uh-huh. So yeah, just 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 stay true to yourself. Right? Just be positive. And do legal things. <laughs> <laughs> legal things. Yeah. All right. I think I'll uh, we will end it here and then yeah. I'll, some other time. I'm sure I'm going to have you on this podcast again. Sure. There's a lot to talk about. There's yeah. a lot to share. There's yeah. a lot of value to put out for people to learn. So um, I think um, we'll meet sometime. Great. It has been it has been amazing having me here. I've really enjoyed myself. I've also learned quite a bit. And yeah, looking forward to working with you and sharing more ideas with you in the future. So yeah, I think I, I'm I'm planning a photo session soon. Um, I would like you to come on board. Sure, so. sure, sure. I'm always well, available. 
So follow me on my socials. Socials, yeah. Asmini on Twitter, A S zero M E N I. Asmini on Instagram, A S zero M E N I I I. Yes. I, I, I. Yeah. The okay. Instagram one is triple I, the Twitter one is just one I. Alright. So yeah, so. you can follow me on Behance to at the last name. LinkedIn. Um, you're active on that. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm not active. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just want to spread across everywhere. So, oh, so you're like diversifying yeah. to dominate. Kind yeah, of. yeah, that one. Yeah. Exactly. Charlie? Hey, so before you go, I want to say a big thank you to all the listeners who tune in daily to listen to this podcast. I feel honored to be in your ears. And before you go again, I would like you to subscribe to this podcast if you have not. And also follow me on Instagram at Clement Institute. And I respond to all my DMs, comments and anything so you can reach out to me. Have a blessed day.